Thank you for joining me on this episode of Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. This week on Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast, Arsenio Hall, Wee. Ethan Shell, Tom Berenger, and also Steve Buscemi. Get off the nuclear weapon. The nuclear, nuclear, nu- nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Anywho. Adam Savadan from Loading Ready Run. Last time we talked about planes in the sky, on the ground. They got water and they got deserts yep. and other type planes. But we ran out of time at the end for one of our favorite segments. So we're going to open with it this week. Ethan, hit me with a segment. This is uh, Magic Spinning Relevant Shit. Spinning Relevant Shit! This one's from... Uh, this one comes from Ethan! Oh, it's, uh, it's from a card called Rancor. Long and Island, New York. The text is Hatred Outlives the Hateful. And it's at one green enchantment, and you put on a creature and it gets, I believe it's plus two, plus O, oh, and trample. And then when the creature dies, you can just uh, take it back into your hand. So it just keeps going. Uh, crazy Art by Kev Walker. And it's a stupid, cheap creature enchantment from uh, around 1999. What's relevant about it, eh? Yeah. Oh, everything. Everything? (laughs) See, this is the thing. You said hatred outlives the hater, and I was going to say maybe it's even more the hateful. Yeah, whatever. You know, I fuck you. See, that hatred's going to outlive me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the flavor text on Ranker is I didn't want to start the segment. Well, I, I was mean, going to say I didn't want to introduce the segment with that one. Well, I was going to say hatred outlives the hateful is even more relevant because David Cook, Coke, the billionaire, just died. So, it's, and he just died, but his hatred outlives him. Oh well. So yep, that man has been spending millions, if not billions, of dollars to push some truly horrible agendas for decades. If I ever he get has. a cat, but this I, isn't a political podcast, yeah. so maybe I should stop ranting. If I ever, it is a political podcast, I, though, because sometimes, yeah. back in the 90s or even in the 2000s, we uh-huh. could say to ourselves, well, maybe this wasn't a political podcast and we we're all apolitical. But then the other political party became Nazis, and now everything's yeah. political. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. If so if it happens that we're not political, I guess we got lucky. Uh, it's we're always hey, we political. talked about dinosaurs and merfolk and and vampire conquistadors. Don't oh, blame oh, oh, me. Oh, oh, oh. I voted for Kodos. But if we're talking about conquistadors, we're talking about the relative uh, relationship between Europeans and uh, yeah indigenous American people. It's still political. If we're talking it's about dinosaurs, old. we're talking about science, which is apparently a political arguing point according to parts of the conservative right. And if we talk about merfolk, well, that's interspecies relations, and I'm pretty sure that's against miscegenation laws. Is Elizabeth Warren a Native American? I I'm I mean. If she says she is, I'm not going to argue with her about her heritage. Yeah. Oh, see, this is the thing. Heritage is one thing, but this is a trick question. We're all Native Americans, because we were all born in America. Yes, for given value of Native and American. Yeah, that's what those yeah. words mean. Because yeah. let me tell you, those Native Americans that we think of as the indigenous people, they came from Sumeria over an ice plain through Pangaea through what that's is now true. Russia. So fuck them. They didn't start here either. <laughs> It's I'll like sure wait. to tell my great-grandpa that. <laughs> Good. Like, please uh, do. It's like, wait, you got here from an ice bridge that no longer exists. What, what's that like? Like, that's that's not the most metal thing ever. It's I'm like, indigenous so to America. So you came here from an ice bridge that isn't there anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, speaking of ice bridges, isn't there an uh, isn't there an ice bridge magic card? Ice bridge? There, there might be. 
Oh, there might be. Hey, we got there. I know there's an ensnaring bridge. <laughs> ensnaring bridge, ensnaring. bridge from below. There's a lot of bridges is what I'm getting. Rainbow yeah. bridge? Yeah. Uh, oh, entirely they're... possible. They are, there is going to be a plane that is that is Viking mythology. Viking mythology. And I'll be darned if we don't get some sort of Bifrost reference in that. Hmm, yeah. Bifrost. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than Monofrost. It's by, better. because there's two to one. Two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More choices. More choices hey, when Thor, you're hey, visiting. Son, how come your mom lets you have two frosts? <laughs> because we're fucking rich. That's why. And you, you know what the Bifrost was traditionally used for? Traveling from world to world or plane to plane. Plane yeah. to plane. From plane to plane. Bring. And uh, that brings us, of course, back to uh, what we were working on last week. Standing tall. Which was an exceptionally non-exhaustive list of the planes of Magic the Gathering. The planes of Magic the Gathering. Gathering, gathering, gathering. And whether or not they'll show up in the animated show. As per usual, today we gather for the magic. Now, that said, I say incredibly non-exhaustive because in between shows I looked up the list of planes the list of and planes I've been playing magic for something like 20 years and I gotta be honest I barely remembered some of these oh, oh this is gonna be exciting then I'm very excited let's go over more planes that might be in the Magic the Gathering animated Netflix show directed by the Russo Brothers directed by the Russo Brothers. Brothers yeah so we are not a barbershop quartet we well there's only three of us see we're a barbershop tree tat. Although, judging from the amount of beard in this room, we could all use a barber. <clears throat> hey, I'll have you know, I went to the barber one day go. That's a lie. Um, I haven't been to a barber in literal years. I haven't been to a barber in literal minutes. I think I went about a year ago for a wedding uh, somewhere in else in the state, a couple hours away. Like an oh. actual bar, old-timey barbershop with a chair oh. and like straight razor and the mint. Stuff. Oh yeah, isn't, isn't a street shave it's like that really great? Cool. It's also a bar. Like after five in the afternoon, it's also that they have an a bar. Portion. I think that I have a fear of straight razor shaves like that because I'm always afraid that during them I'm going to be attacked by a crocodile, thanks to Peter Pan. And we, you know, we thought speaking you were of, going in a in a Sweeney Todd direction. No, no, no. Speaking of Peter Pan Peter and other Pan. mythical places, Neverland. Uh, we could stop at one of the planes that's perhaps less horribly complicated than some of the other ones on our list this week. It's Neverland. Yeah. Actually, it's very close. It's the plane of Lorwyn. Lorwyn. Yes. We didn't really cover Lorwyn last we week. Didn't because it is. It does count as being complicated because Lorwyn is half the time also the plane of Shadowmoor. Oh, or as I call it, the other half of the time, lore loss. <laughs> Indeed, lore could never beat data. No, that's so true. So yeah, very, that's right. very true. Next generation deep cuts references. We are geeks, folks. I am so many geeks right now. I am Robert Duncan McNeil, and I'm directing an episode of Chuck. <laughs> but so, Lorwyn. Uh, Half the time, it's, you know, daytime, kind of very bucolic, like, uh, what, Eastern or, like, European uh, fae creatures, and it looks like mm-hmm. a nice painting, and everything is, you know, yeah. very splitting from flower to flower. Flowers. And the other half of the yeah. time, it's Shadow Moor, wrapped in perpetual twilight, where everything is a dark, twisted version of what it originally was. Oh. So, like, the original Grimm's fairy tales. Yes, very much a seely and unseely fae, kind yeah. of the way Data and Lore are, like, the seely and unseely version of androids. Uh, yes, much like that. That's... I'm calling it quote of the show today. <laughs> like data and lore are the seely and unseely fay of androids. Make that the title of the episode. <laughs> now that go. said, uh, Lorwyn is a plane full of fairies, boggarts, and other 
fae-like creatures. Ridiculous. It has, it has uh, elves as well as merfolk. I like those. It doesn't have much in the way of people. brownies. Shapeshifters. It's got Kithkin, which is the closest thing that the uh, Magic the Gathering universe has to hobbits. Ents. Yeah. They're like, we wanted hobbits. And it's like, the man at the store says said this was what you wanted. We know you like hobbits. So we got you Kithkin. The man. Oh, we need to be careful. If we say the word hobbit one more time, we might get sued by the J.R. Tolkien estate. Hobbit! That suing us well, implies that we it. have We're anything to take. <laughs> air, what about fair folk? Yeah, so anyways, the halflings. <clears throat> halflings. Yeah. Right. Small people. Yeah. Small folk. Kithkin. Small white, clothes. The white aligned fae. The white aligned fae. I said Lorwyn is a much beloved. Uh, Sometimes plane. secondarily aligned with the green because they love nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also white for life. Yeah. That is entirely true. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. And it's also one of the uh, few planes that has goblins in colors outside of red and black. What? Yeah. Oh, scary. Gerblins. Non red or mm-hmm. black gerblins. Gerblins. Well, yeah, a lot of different types. So. The uh, beautiful thing about uh, Lorwyn is that it's a Lorwyn. relatively recent set, only a few years back, and it's beloved by the player base. It sure also, is. everything on it is more or less copyrightable, copyrightable. so I'd say it's got maybe a mm, four to five chance of showing up in the animated series at some point if it goes on long enough. Four yes. out of five sprites. That's the sort of lore you can do a lot with. You can do many different. Uh, so something people are familiar with too. But so yeah. it's easy for the general public to buy in. But there's mm-hmm. still stuff that you can put your stamp on. You can put your stamp on it completely. You could be like, yeah. "This ant is definitely not an ant. It's some other sort a, of treeman." A, a dryad. Yeah, tree folk. A tree folk. There's plenty of those in magic's history. So yeah. here's the question: What would you pack on a vacation to Lorwyn? Cold iron. Wow, that was a really quick answer right there. Yeah. That's one of the things I pack. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's cold hard to go salt. wrong with cold iron and salt when you're dealing with fairy, fairies, be they sealy or unsealy. Yeah. yeah. As as much uh, as many legal texts as I can Oh, carry. that's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cold iron, salt, and legal texts. And if there's if there's one thing that the Dresden Files has taught me is that when dealing with fairies, the other thing you want to bring is several extra large pizzas with all the toppings. That sounds right. so much fun. Because they love human food, right? You can you Who can bribe them love human with, food. Yeah, Humans really have perfected food. <laughs> yeah. Especially pizza. Yeah, pizza. Yeah. What a food. It's like what you okay, you get a circle of dough and that's it, right? No, 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 no. We put shit on it. What like like sauce and Meat, what? And veg, spice. <laughs> slow pump the slow down, but don't. And so you know, you know what's great when it comes to a uh, pizza. You know, I eat pizza with your mouth. Yes, uh, and you do that by cutting it into slices or wedges. Wedges. You know what plane is all about wedges. Oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm really stretching this segue. The Louis Vuitton plane. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the plane of Tarkir. Oh man. Oh. Brilliant segue. Tarkir. <laughs> Tarkir, tar there. I know Tarkir. Tar everywhere. Tar far. Tar far. That wasn't you. Oh god, that that hurts me yeah. deep inside. Yeah. I would have gone Tarkir, tar there. There we oh. go. Yeah, so Tarkir is a plane that is full of cons. Until it became full of dragons. Cons. Until it became full of dragons. Yeah. Dragons. And what are dragons? There but were cons, really. There were three sets. There was cons of Tarkir, dragons of Tarkir, mm. and then Fate Reforged. Uh, you got the order wrong. It was Cons of Tarkir, Fate Reforged, then oh. Dragons of Tarkir. Oh, that's right. Cons, then they had to reforge the Fate, and then the Dragons got to have their time. Yes. So, uh, Tarkir is an interesting plane. It is another one of those 
quote, East Asian, unquote, plains. The various tribes there take their uh, inspiration from various uh, cultures in uh, ancient Asia. Uh, you've got the Mardu, red, black, and white, who are very much the Mongols. You've got the Sultai, that's uh, black, blue, green, right? Yep. Yep, who are very much, uh, who take influences from um, sort of a, I guess they have an ancient Indian flair to them. Yeah, because they have the snake people, right? Mm -hmm. Snake Naga. people. They have the snake And they're oh, known for also, their we've also got We've also got a clan made like of people. Tibetan kung fu monk analogs. Mm, Jess Kai. We've got Indian royalty complete with Raksashas. Is that the Raksashas? Is that the Abzan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Abzan! No, no, no. That's, uh, that's, uh, White, green, see. black is Abzan. Yeah, and they're more... I guess I almost want to say they also have a plains military sort of thing, but rather than being the roving horde like the uh, Mardu are, yeah. they're more you know they're big fat wagons and fortifications. Right. Yeah, yurts. Yeah. yeah, almost a I don't know maybe sort of a Cossacky vibe with the wagons. I'm a little yeah. hazy on exactly where they what they're yeah, going. Yeah, I think the trick from. is if you're vague enough, it's harder to be wrong. That is true. It is very hard to be wrong. Not vague. Not impossible, as I learned from knowing you. But the more vague you are with the thing. Look, all you gotta know is that the Abzan are all about rugged endurance. Rugged, rugged endurance. endurance. Yep, they had the uh, ability Outlast. Outlast. Right, yeah. That was them, right? Outlast? I believe so. It's uh, the mechanic where you uh, get a plus one, plus one counter. Yes. You mm -hmm. can just pay to put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature. Uh, yeah, I think once a turn, yeah. Bolster showed up in one of those too. But I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was the point. Is the uh, reason that Tarkir is a plane with a complex history is because we were first introduced to the pl to the plane where it didn't have any dragons on it alive anymore. It was full of no dragons. East Asian inspired cons and their three color clans. Where did the dragons go? Then history got rewritten during Fate Reforged, wherein fates were reforged. Reforged indeed, and led to the realm as we know it now. The realm of the dragons of Tarkir. Dragons of Tarkir. Each one of Dovakin, those. Dovakin. <laughs> every one of those clans lost the enemy color in their wedge and became standard two color clans. Uh, two color. Uh, apparently, the dragons didn't like the uh, elements of the other. Uh, color being mixed in there, which was disappointing to a lot of players, because while the dragons were powerful cards, the fact is, this was the first set to really focus on enemy colored wedges, and, you know, people were a little annoyed that we only got that for one set out of the block. Yeah. Yes. That said, yeah. the names of the clans did give their names to what people refer to, the color trios that make them up, which is why you hear things like Mardu aristocrats. Yeah. Mm, Mardu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please, yeah, Mar, please do. Please, please do more, Mar do. <laughs> yeah, the Saltai do what Mar don't. Oh. Saltai does what Mar don't. <laughs> Got another t-shirt. Saltai does what Mar don't. I'm not entirely certain if we could sell that shirt without getting our asses suit off. How about Ain't No Dragon Balls on Ravnica? I'm pretty sure we can't use oh. the name of a copywritten plane. Strong, independent ma planeswalker don't need no mana crypt. Okay, that we could probably get away with. Okay, picture of uh, Nahiri with a top hat and a monocle saying, Core Blimey. No, we cannot use a picture of a copywritten character. Now, if we were to make a t-shirt that involved someone who just happened to have a slight resemblance to it... Oh, wait, I just said that in recorded line. Dang it! Boss! Um, 
See, because Nahiri, this is not for you, Jay, but Nahiri is a member of the race called the Core, which is K-O-R. Core! So like you put her on a shirt with a top hat and a monocle and have As her opposed to the Core, which was C-O-R-R-E. Exactly. Wait, 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 wait. But if we put her in a top, ca- a top hat and a monocle and imply she's British, then isn't she a Core Limey? Oh! Brant, brant, brant! Brant, brant. So... We're starting to get... The planes are starting to get a little bit more complex. Complex. Yeah. Uh, what do we have next? Well, I suppose the one... Uh, the next plane, in terms of ridiculous complexity, only has two iterations. Yeah. And that is the plane of Mirrodin. I was just thinking that. It's like, Mirrodin, imagine everything but metal. Mm, Don't metal. you wish everything was metal-made? Right, uh, now or made may, like metal-made? You may remember if you... Uh, Episodes ago, we talked about Karn, Silver Golem. It turns out, back in the day, he made a plane wherein everything was made of metal. Machinery. Metal grass. Metal. Metal cats. Artifacts, stuff like that. Metal volcanoes. That's the plane of Mirrodin. Now, admittedly, a bunch of organic critters from various other planes were eventually kidnapped and brought there, which gave us goblins, elves, Leonin, cat people. You get Uh, the idea. uh. But, um... Ooh, so uh. many creatures. Uh. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Mirrodin was, a, was uh, remembered as being a fairly powerful plane. Uh, it gave us an absolutely busted standard environment when it first came out with yeah. mechanics such as affinity and some truly modular. brutal artifacts. Yeah. yeah oh, modular. Yeah. I still have flashbacks to Arcbound Ravager. Yeah, Ravager Skull Clamp. Oh, yeah. Skull Clamp. Yeah, it's like, it turns out that, you know, sometimes Wizards has to emergency ban something, and they had emergency ban Skull Clamp. It's like, oh, synergy. When, the, you know, throw, equip a creature with Skull Clamp, when it dies, uh, you draw two cards. Uh, it gives the creature plus one, minus one. You put on a one-one guy, the thing dies, you draw two cards, you put the counter from the guy on your other guy, your other artifact creature. Look it up. It's all kind of busted. Yeah, turned any one-one into pay one mana, draw two cards, which was a little bit much. But uh, we're we talking discussed. about yeah. the planes, yeah, Ethan, not, not broken cards from them. Planes! Not, not busted, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, I think we should take a moment before we reveal why Mirrodin is so complicated and ask, uh, what would you bring on vacation to Mirrodin, eh? Uh, anti-static clothing, uh, anti-static wrist strap. <laughs> um, metal's a good conductor if he and are cold, so uh, mm-hmm. maybe some thermal paste. <laughs> Oil can! Oh, oil can! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oil can, uh, electrostatic, uh, wrist strap. Yeah, we, we've got Make Wizard sure of Oz references grounded. here too, folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we cover the gamut. I'm bringing my good friend Magneto. WD-40, there we go. Magneto, Eric, you bring Eric Lenshare, WD-40, oil can. Ah, uh, yes. Some, mm-hmm. some, some engine degreaser. The wrench, your, whole, your, your wrench set. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely a full set of socket wrenches. Yeah. And that's it. Mirrodin didn't give us some interesting creatures, and Mirrodin was remembered as being a powerful plane, which was why it was considered kind of shocking when it was overrun by the forces of New Phyrexia. Oh wow, that better sounds than, intense. Better than old Phyrexia. I mean, they look the same. Yeah, the plane of Mirrodin was infested by the evil bioorganic presence known as the Phyrexians. We'll get to explaining their origins in a little bit. But they twisted the once proud plane of Mirrodin into a horrifying biomechanical nightmare. That sounds there, awful. Biomechanical. There also we go. kind He's of awesome. Bioorganic. Ah, right. That's what I meant to say. Biomechanical. Biomechanic. Yeah, they brought a lot of biomechanic men. Okay. Pause to insert clip from a Lordy song. Go ahead. 
Assuming Sounds kind of like a, a little bit like a movie that would have taken place in like the like the late 1990s or the early 2000s, starring Liam Neeson in some sort of weird, dark, cyberpunk, vaguely Star Trek-inspired world. I was going to go with Tetsuo the Iron Man if we were going with a oh yeah organic movie references. Or, or, that's or not bad. Tetsuo two Body Hammer. Body Hammer. Or um, what was the Liam Neeson movie you were thinking of? Uh, I don't know if I was thinking of a specific one though. I guess I was kind of describing something like Dark Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That was I do remember Dark. I remember the Dark Man Super Nintendo game. I was thinking of Dark City, even though it doesn't have Liam Neeson was, at all. Oh, Dark City was amazing. That said, New Phyrexia yeah. is what the plane is now, mm. and because New Phyrexia is a horrifying nightmare made of various terrifying machine people, yeah. I'd say it's not particularly likely that we're going to go there. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're still supposed to be rebels, and Chandra showing up to help them might make for a decent arc in the show, but I think it might be a little intense for uh, a younger audience. I think depending on the format of the you know the episodes, maybe it's either like a one-off episode that's kind of like a solo adventure or yeah. you know may not part of a larger arc also, or maybe maybe like a cameo you know yeah. just like is, slip it in there is the audience gen z because they're like oh it's similar but also different well, not only that but i mean if they have a sequence where a young planeswalker travels to various planes yeah. then that could be the plane they end up in where they have to flee immediately because of horrifying monsters yeah, that sounds good to me spark ignites and then they just you know bounce god how, how much would it stink for your your plane, your spark ignites, and the first plane you travel to is new effing Phyrexia. Yeah, it's like, Ugh. oh, we took a whole plane and just made it like a gross garbage disposal, full of knives and nightmares. Yeah, yeah it's a nightmare garbage disposal plane. I'd like to Basically. rethink my earlier answer of what I'm bringing to include an escape rope from the Pokemon series. Oh yeah, because that escape rope is rock solid. That's that not, escape it's rope not just you can a escape rope. from anywhere at yeah. all times. It's not just as a rope. As long as it's indoors. This could be indoors. Oh, there's plenty of buildings on. on so there you I go. I was going to say, yeah, you're not wrong. This could be indoors. <laughs> so, uh, we when it comes to more complicated planes, there's two more batches to get to. Uh, before we get to the granddaddy of planes, Dominaria itself, we'll make a quick stop by a series of planes that I'm not all that familiar with myself. Oh yeah, I'm Al- excited. Alara. And its subsequent shards. Oh, yeah. And then we got Mercadia. But let's do Alara. Alara. Well, no, I was going to cover Mercadia and all those ones in with Dominaria. And we get to the okay. whole, you know, yeah. wrath cycle and all yeah. that. Yeah. Alara, yes. Alara. So, Alara was a plane consisting of all five colors of mana that we encountered it had been shattered into a number of shards, each of which consisted of only three colors of mana. These colors were so these were wedges right next to each other on the mana wheel, so unlike they were what we consider slices instead of wedges, like the cons, which are a pair of allied colors and enemy colors. So examples include Jund, which is green, red, black. And the plane that originates one of my favorite bits of advice in magic. Oh, jund them out. Jund them out. <laughs> when in doubt, jund them out. Indeed. Jund them out. I'm not well, playing jund. So. That's not a viable strategy. Yeah, but it turns out giant red creatures, black removal, and red burn. Or sorry, giant green and creatures, creatures black removal, and red burn. Yeah. It's a combination that never stops being awesome, even uh, when it's not very effective. Yeah. It's, it's still, at minimum, pretty good. Mm-hmm. That said, other planes include Bant, list of all the planes off of the list on Magic the Gathering's a wiki, just so you know, we're aware they exist. Shall I? There you go. All right, Alara, Arcos, Creed, Dominaria, Fiora, Innistrad, Ir, Ixalan, Kaladish, Kaldine, Kamigawa, Kafali, Lorwyn, Slash, Shadow, Mercadia, Murganda, Rabia, Ravnica, Regatha. You heard of Regatha? Huh. 
Chandelar, Tarkir, Theros, Olgrotha, Vala, Vryn, Wildfire, and Zendikar. Wait, there's a plane called Wildfire? Come on, Wildfire. How did I not know about that? Now you know. And apparently it's referenced in exactly... Exactly squat, sir. Huh. Yeah, well, the link in the the wiki just leads to the card wildfire, so I've got no idea. A mystery. A mystery deepens. It could be a problem with the wiki. Yep, definitely think it's a problem with the wiki. But hey, I think a plane called Wildfire would be pretty awesome. It would definitely suck to planeswalk there. Ooh, look, I'm traveling between the... Ah! Ah! Oh, God! Why am I burning? Everything is hot. (laughs) Yeah, very hot. I I have... I am on fire and and cannot burn. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting point. It's almost like Shiv. And a quick note here. Uh, Things that are from Shiv, S-H-I-V are Shivan, not Shivan. So if anyone ever calls it a Shivan dragon, they have no idea what they're talking about, and you can mock them for it. Mock uh-huh. them. Mock them endlessly. <laughs> Collected Sorceries does not officially endorse mocking any players just because they don't know stuff about magic's lore. Mock them. Mock them endlessly. <laughs> so, a uh, conclusive uh, statement. Always punch down. I... <laughs> Yeah, it is a... Uh, always know where down is. Uh, always know what direction down is. It, like, it seem, it starts out seeming mean, but then it gets kind of abstracted. Like, just punch down. Always know where down is. Know it's the relative very important to always down. know where down is. Yeah. Indeed. If somebody's making an honest mistake, uh, maybe don't mock them endlessly. Uh, if somebody's being an arrogant bastard and will not yeah. shut the hell up about it, maybe uh, mock them a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's true. The It's not much fun right. to, to give someone crap. That's punching up. Always punch up. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, not much I said the opposite of what was true. I, was, uh, well, I mean, it's not much fun to make fun of somebody who uh, doesn't know much about magic if they acknowledge it much about magic. Uh, but somebody like me who claims to know everything, uh, oh, mock me vigorously for not knowing about planes like... Wildfire. Yeah, if, if, that, if that's a plane. If that is, in fact, a plane. Uh, Kylum, which is from yeah. Battlebond. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh. Oh, and then there's that plane that... Uh, is that plane where a conspiracy took place and the planes yeah. were unstable? There's a bunch of little ones that we didn't get to, yeah. either because there's not a lot known about them, or I just plain forgot. <laughs> plain forgot. <laughs> la, 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 la. That said, I'd put even odds on any of the planes that we didn't mention are probably minor enough that there's almost no chance of them showing up in the show. That's fair. Yeah. If we get any hints that they will show up in the show, we can always come back to them later. And... Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll definitely see to it that as that show airs, you guys know everything about the lore that we do. Oh, we'll review every episode. Uh, one episode at a time. Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's all coming out at once. I will do, do the whole series at once. Well, what we could do is we could sit here, record for like eight hours straight, then just partition that bitch up and set it out for eight weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah man. perfect. It's the we perfect got, plan. We got five hours a month of uh, upload. We got whatever we want. We just have to believe in ourselves, right? Uh, you gotta believe. I gotta believe. So, uh, how are we looking for time? We're looking so good. I mean, I've got somewhere to be in roughly three and a half hours. So Okay. That's fair. So, if there's anything else you guys want to do, you guys want to talk about what happened uh, Friday Night Magic? Yeah. We uh, Because yeah, I went right. to see Rush Cinema Strangiato on Wednesday. Ooh, we, uh, we, we did not record on Wednesdays as per usual. We're recording on Saturday, which means... For once, Friday Night Magic information is way more contemporaneous than usual. So, yeah. any uh, any thoughts on what happened yesterday at Friday Night Magic? I went two o or two and one for the first time. I two and one, true true victory with my red white deck, 
which I will uh, pass around uh, to Roy. He goes. Ah. in the back. I would look through it, but unfortunately, because I could not find a third microphone stand, we only have two microphone stands, and I'm holding my microphone, so oh, I cannot do things that require more I'll than hand one over hand. over to Jay, but basically my win con was Griffin Protector with two Marauder's Axes, so it's, you know, he's swinging in for six in the air. Six in the air. Yeah, definitely. The other person didn't have any, you know, flying blockers. Reminiscent of the classic deck archetype, Caw Blade. Yes. You put enough equipments and enchantments on a flying creature and just bash mm. him in the face with it. Yep. Mm. The, the devil axe burb. Yeah, I, on the other hand, went with the uh, a wonderful deck archetype known as Cards That I Like. <laughs> Started off with the Kaikar's Wind Fury, which put me in three different colors, so I grabbed every card in those colors that I thought was cool. Yeah. Went two and one and did okay. Turns out having mostly flying creatures is pretty useful when you run into the luck of not running into anybody mainboarding plummet. I was going to say, yeah. Or as, or as they pronounce it in, in, in Canada and France, plume. 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 Yep. It was uh, definitely a fun one. It was great because we got to run into some newer players and some folks who hadn't played Magic in a while and are coming back to it. Because you always come back. And as much as I like playing on Arena, it is worth noting, guys, you should definitely go down to your local game store for Friday Night Magic. Yeah. Because while it might cost a few bucks more to draft an Arena, actually interacting with your fellow geeks is pretty great. Yeah. Do you Remember? like Magic the Gathering? You might want to shop at, insert name of business, we've created a promotional advertisement with here. Hopefully, they will have given us money for this plug. <laughs> you never know. Anything's uh, possible. Any, you just have any, to believe. Any, anything mm-hmm. is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, Ethan, did, did you tell them about the uh, the rares that you pulled? <clears throat> oh, I did not. Oh, I got Tell them. Tell them two, about the rares that two you pulled. Copies of, I drafted two copies of Kethis of the Hidden Hand, which makes all your... He's a 3-4... Uh, advisor, and he makes all your legendaries cost one colorless less to cast, and you can exile two legendary cards from your graveyard, and all legendary cards in your graveyard gain. You may play this from your graveyard. Oh. Um, and then I pulled a third one in one of my four booster packs, so I have three copies of Kethis of the Hidden Hand. Cool. Which is two more than he needs to play in Commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I got my four packs. I got the red-white deck, so there's that. Uh, I did a Chaos Draft uh, this past uh, past Saturday, which was a whole bunch of different packs, and Chaos. I did a yeah a, a black white green deck uh, featuring uh, prominently featuring uh, Spiritmonger, which is the big old black green uh, critter from I believe it's Apocalypse, and you can whenever it deals combat damage to a creature, it gets a plus one plus one counter. He starts out as a six six. You can pay one black to regenerate him and one green to make him the color of your choice. And he's a beast. He sounds like a beast. Yeah, he is a house. Is his creature type beast? Uh, that's a really good question. He sounds like a beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the beast clan's uh, pretty great. Yeah. It's definitely some beast in that commander deck. Yeah. He's a brick house. House, exactly. Mighty, and, uh, mighty. Speaking of beasts, I thought I'd get in on your uh, magic spitting relevant shit action, Ethan. Yeah, you bet. Tell me. Well, I decided to uh, take a look at some cards and find one that I think speaks to me. And uh, we're going to go with a classic card from Magic's history. Uh, the card is, again, matches the beastly theme. Beastly. It's Thrag Tusk. Oh, Thrag Tusk. Ooh. He's a 5-3 for 5, 4 and a green. When he enters the battlefield, you gain 5 life. When he leaves the battlefield, you put a 3-3 green beast creature token on the battlefield. And it has, as the relevant shit here, the flavor text, Always carry two spears by Mokgar, Colonian Hunter. 
And I say that's practical advice for anyone, because if you're going to go through all the trouble of carrying one four to six foot long weapon, carry two, man, doesn't take any extra space, yeah. and then you can throw one and still have a spear. It's yeah. like the old proverb, when you set out in a quest for revenge, always take two spares. Yeah, <laughs> one for your enemy and one for yourself. A spare spear. Exactly, you dig two graves. One for your enemy and one for whatever poor sap is between you and your enemy. Yeah. I'm an optimist. <laughs> yeah, you are optimist. Because why? I, I don't know who's between you and your enemy, but it's very optimistic to think they're worth their own grave. Well, I mean... This, feudal, this comes from feudal Japan. It was like, you know... Oh, uh, there's a lot more honor then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I figure... And perhaps I, there. Anyone yeah. who I'm willing to go on a quest to kill, I probably respect enough to like want them to have their own separate grave instead of sticking look, to the mass of the people. Yeah, look, I made I dug a hole for you I also. Mean, if I don't respect someone, I'm not going to go on a quest to kill them. I'm going to go on an errand to kill them. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so what are you doing? You, you're going to kill uh, Thrognar the Great? Is that a quest? Oh, no. Screw Thrognar, man. That's an errand. We're going to stop by the store, stop. kill yeah. Thrognar, pick up some milk, you know. It's like the dad thing of like, while we're here, we might as well do other things that need to, that can be done in this physical location. I love the way in your head being a responsible adult classifies as a dad thing. Well, there are some cases where it's more of a responsible adult thing in some cases where it's more of a dad thing yeah like, oh we're going you know we're out dropping your son off at the dentist and also the habitat for humanity restore is there why don't we go and and look around while we're there we'll look around at the restore and see if they have any you know house parts house parts any you know flooring or windows or you know things for a good price those are indeed parts of houses yeah they are yeah. because when i hear people make a list of you know organizations that they're not fond of I, I hear that Habitat for Humanity is, is on the nice list. Habitat, Habitat for Humanity is indeed awesome. Almost yeah. as awesome as Jimmy Carter. Making yeah. a list, yeah. checking, checking it, it twice. twice. He's not Santa, he's a former U.S. president. Jimmy Carter <laughs> is coming to, to build, build a house. house. <laughs> Jimmy Carter, the man who sold his peanut farm so he could be president. Yeah. Yeah, I remember back when presidents used to divest themselves of their business interests? <laughs> Either that or they didn't have... It's like, can't divest yourself of business interests if you literally don't... I don't have business Did JFK interests. have any... Yeah. He's a Kennedy man, I'm sure he did. I'm just um, saying. Yeah. Yeah, but none of them were above board, so he didn't have to divest. Okay, let me let me go way back. Did Herbert Hoover have... Oh, um, Hoover, uh, yeah, Hoover he had have, immense stock in Hoovervilles, even named them after himself. That's a pretty weird self-dunk. Peculiar, peculiar flex, but I will accept it. Uh, peculiar torsion, but I will accept it. Uh, <laughs> that that would be great if we yeah. just learned that it was just self-deprecation. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was hoping I could segue back to magic with the term divest, because I figured there's uh, got to be a magic card named divest. Vest but you know, slagworm armor. At better than twenty thousand cards, there is not one named divest. Wow. Yep. There is, however, duress. 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 Charles. Vess, slagworm armor. That's armor. That's kind of like Charles Dance. He's a man. He's an actor. Oh, actually, you know what? That he is. No, I'm entirely wrong. I was searching wrong. There is a card named Divest, and it does exactly what I thought it does. What does it do? Well, let's quick read the rules text on Divest here as soon as it loads on Gatherer. Does it separate an equipment from... Ah, Divest. Target player reveals their hand. You choose an artifact or creature card from it. That player discards that card. Because Black has so many hand attack spells and, like, discard spells that they have to come up with, keep coming up with new names for them. It's like when you're coming up with, you know, your 100th counter spell. And it's like, what's this one called? Convolute. 
Okay, good. When I think about things that separate me from my money, I don't always think about divesting. I think about my wife. You know, I'd like to point out that divest is basically the opposite of duress, which gets a non-creature, non-land card. Yeah, it's it's cheap and doesn't usually hit in draft in my for me. It's like playing black green. You know what I need? Duress. I don't know, man. I first turned duress a uh, a Johnny Pro Strength of the Pride out of somebody's hand in a draft the other day. That felt good. Oh, because it's not a creature; it's a planeswalker. Yeah, and I lost oh. that game hardcore. He kicked my ass, anyways. Oh, you're like, you <laughs> but you always had that. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> you don't had need, the first move. You definitely don't need this, Johnny. And he's like, you're right. I probably don't. <laughs> Any chance those seven cards are going to get you what you need to win? Yes. Yeah. Spoilers. Here's a hint. Dragon Mage sounds like a great card. It's a five-five flyer, and every time it deals combat damage, yeah, everybody, uh, both players discard and drop to seven. Well, that might give you the cards you need to win, but it's also after your combat step, and it might definitely give, give your opponent the, card, the card he needs cards to win. To win. Yeah. I'm just saying, I got overcome on the face. Wait. Uh, thank you for joining us on Collected Sorceries, a Match the Gathering podcast. I think the tone of this podcast just got interesting. <laughs> Next week, a new, different, much, much more aggressive. <laughs> all new, all different Collected, collected Sorceries. sorceries. Collected Sorceries X. Collected Sorceries. Collected Sorceries After Dark. Yeah, let's go. I need to wash this off. Uh, here we uh, go. Thank you for joining us on Collected Sorceries. Please join us next time when we will talk about Labyrinth featuring David Bowie. Bing!